you can't get much for five bucks these days. Unless you go to Wendy's for a $5 biggie bag. Get your choice of double stack, junior bacon cheeseburger, or crispy chicken BLT. Plus four-piece nugs, fries, and a drink. All for just five bucks. That was smooth, wasn't it? That's how you're going to feel when you get that biggie bag at Wendy's. U.S. price of participation may vary. Includes four-piece nuggets, small soft drink, and small fry. Prices may be higher in Alaska and Hawaii. Today's episode is brought to you by Anchor.fm, the easiest way to make a podcast. Haven't heard about Anchor? Well, let me explain. It's free. That's right. F-R-E-E, free. Anchor has many creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then take your podcast and distribute it for you. It can now be heard on multiple podcasting platforms, such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and many, many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app today or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Start your dream now. What is up, world? Welcome in to the Rough Cut Sportscast. Before we began, Vinny's words were, I got this. <laughs> I, you know, and then he I, proceeded. I, I don't think that actually was caught. Just like, you know, I think I hit that and cut it before I, we actually went live. We will find out as he proceeded to not have this, but it's cool. I digress. Welcome in, everybody. It's the Rough Cut Sportscast. You are here with your boy, AJ Johnson. Over to the guy who is not playing host today, the one, the only, Vinny Milani. Loving the Rough Cut gear. Loving the Rough Cut gear down below. Shop.roughcut.com. Is, is, is that a thing? No, we got no. merch? It's not a thing. <laughs> because, not, because a thing. not yet, though. It's a thing. Not yet. It should be a thing. But if you want and a Rough I'll Cut say. shirt, let us know. <laughs> I, I think I would love a rough cut shirt. I think that'd be fantastic. I meant I meant to the be great people at home. If I had a rough cut shirt. <laughs> I, I meant the beautiful people at home. Oh, got you. Yeah, well, yeah. You if you guys want merch, it's cool. You are home and Everyone's beautiful. Home. Hey, I'll let you do. I'll hey, let you can do I? Can I? Yeah. Can I introduce the man, the myth, the smoothest voice in sports casting? <laughs> I actually need you here for this. Dylan Kearns, Big City Sports Podcast. What's up, Dylan? How you doing, man? I'm doing well, doing well. Uh, super excited to be talking hockey today. I mean, it's just, this is going to be fun. I, I'm just stoked to be hanging out with you guys again. Another episode coming out here live stream, and uh, it's going to be fun. You are correct. It is going to be fun because that's what we do here at the Rough Cut. We have fun. <laughs> and we here in my world, time talking sports, enjoying sports, being sports fans with all the other sports fans. And with that thought process, what's up to everybody viewing? What's up to everybody in the comments? We are an interactive show. Talk everything you want in that comment section. At some point in time, we will get to it. Whether it's when you bring it up and we think it's so egregious that we have to talk about it right then and there, (laughs) or whether it's when the audio ends and we give you guys a special look into our world and we talk shop in the final countdown. So stick around Enjoy the show. These guys are going to educate myself 
and you selves about some hockey today. But first, before we do that, we need to talk about where we can be found. Vinny, Vinny, do me a favor. Start rubbing them hands together, buddy. Yeah, start getting real hype. Do me a favor, Vinny, and tell these wonderful people where they can find us. You beautiful people at home can follow us on Twitter at the rough cut underscore sports on Facebook at rough cut sports. And of course on Instagram, on the gram at the rough cut sports cast. And while you're there, wherever, wherever you are at, make sure you leave a like, make sure you share, smash that share button. And of course, subscribe, tell everybody, tell your mama, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your cousin, auntie, uncle, all that stuff. Tell everybody. <laughs> yeah, and as you know, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, the best place to get your sports memorabilia. Ladies and gentlemen, it is the last day to have a chance to win this autographed Super Bowl champion, two-time Super Bowl champion signed cleat from Brandon Jacobs. This is a giveaway. Not a, hey, purchase this. Not a, hey, uh, can I put in an order? No, we are giving it away. All you have to do, wonderful people at home, is head to Rough Cut Sports on Facebook, find this post, follow the page, like this post, share this post, and tag three friends. Let me say that part again. Tag at least three friends. As a matter of fact, tag three people. It could be three people you don't even like. It could be three random people you saw. Go to one of those videos that you laugh at and you're looking at all the comments. Tag three people and share this there. I don't care how you do it. Tag three people. (laughs) But then, but then, if you are excited to win this, don't just stop at Facebook. Go to the Rough Cut Sportscast on Instagram. Do the same thing. Like, follow, share. Go to it on Twitter. Like, follow, share. Then go back through Halftime Sports Collectibles. Like, follow, share, tag three people. It's simple. You will win a two-time Super Bowl winning Brandon Jacobs autograph cleat from Halftime Sports Collectibles. What else we got to do? What else we got to do? I'll tag 20 people if y'all keep slacking. I'll take the cleat. I'll put it on the mantle. I ain't even worried. <laughs> Make sure you're commenting and tagging those people, okay? Do it all. Well, interaction. That's what we're here for. Interaction. You you in the front. Yes. Is this what you want to address? I do. I do. Because this man, this is the same man who sent me a message today saying Leon Dreisaitl, which I'm I'm 100% sure that he couldn't even pronounce the name. He told me that Leon Dreisaitl was the head coach for the Edmonton Oilers. Oh, so this man, get out of here. Just saying. I'll be honest. Even I, even I know that's not. Just fair. saying. Not okay, fair. the man was the MVP of the league last year, and you telling me he's the coach, and then you come on here blasting my Rangers. You lucky. Well, you well, you're lucky. You're our social media manager. In, in his defense, the Rangers are trash. <laughs> you can't. You can't argue the facts of that statement. <laughs> Only I can say that. Yeah. Okay. And everyone else in the league. Yeah. Is that your way of saying also only you can say the New York Jets are trash then? Because I well, promise I mean, you everybody's one, saying I that. Mean, that one is a little bit more obvious. I, I'm so depressed with the Rangers, man. They they break my heart. They break my heart. Well, well, then let's talk about some stuff that will get your heart happy. How You, you want to do that? You, you want to make the life in the world positive? Uh, no? No, no. We I can, like you. We, I like we can keep, down, we can keep no. piling on. I mean, I don't mind taking shots at you. Dylan, get in here. Make a joke at Vinny's expense. 
<laughs> hey, I'm, I'm excited to have Dylan in here though because Dylan had me on his hockey show or on, on the Big City Sports on the Big City Sports podcast, which you can obviously check out everywhere. I just saw the episode that you just released. Awesome stuff. But he had me on that show and we talked Rangers hockey. And I was like, man, I gotta get Dylan on this show to talk hockey one on one with me, and we're gonna go all out because we just talked Rangers hockey there, man. I have so much to talk to you about, man. AJ, I'm it's all yours. Let's do it. Let's get into it. I'm not going to hold and hinder you guys any more than I have to. So I will uh, start with our wonderful resident hockey, and then we'll jump to you, uh, the guest who can come in and tell him what the real deal is. Vinny, give me your favorite storyline of the hockey season, the NHL season, excuse me, so far. My my favorite storyline so far this season has to be one John Tortorella. This man is just on fire. He has the, not only did he bench Pierre Luc Dubois when he was being a lazy player, then the team trades him. They trade Pierre Luc Dubois for what should be a superstar player in in Patrick Line from the Winnipeg Jets. They bring him on over, and guess what John Tortorella does. John Tortorella benches Patrick Line the other night for the entire third period. This is a former second overall pick. And for those at home, this guy, let's just say this guy is like, uh, I don't want to say he's like the Sam Darnold, but he's he's got a lot of potential. He's got a lot of potential. He's a great player. The talent is there. And John Tortorella benches him. And this, to me, is the storyline I've loved so far this season is watching John Tortorella basically say, hey, I don't care what the popular opinion, what the public opinion thinks. I'm doing what's best for this team. And right now, the Columbus Blue Jackets are, well, let's see here. They are fourth in the division, okay? They are in a playoff spot in a division that is wide open, and he's doing these decisions, and they're still coming out on top? John Tortorella, man, 100%. Is that the uh, – <laughs> Dylan can't take it. Is that is that the situation they were talking about where uh, he came in and, in the press conference and was like, Listen, you guys are reading too much into these benchings. Like I yeah. play a I play a guy based on what's going on in the game. He I mean, explain that, that a little bit more to me because because to me, I get that. I understand. Like, sure, he's a second overall pick at one point in time. But you know, if you in basketball, you like to ride the hot hand. I'd imagine in hockey, you like to play the hot stick. So, well, or however I mean, you guys terminology. Yeah, no, I mean it's kind of a, it's a kind of a similar thing where you're like, okay, you, you want to ride the hot hands, but you're not. You're also not trying to you're not trying to lose the game. You're not trying to put players out there that are going to lose you the game. And I'm not saying Patrick Laine is going to do that, but the one you're talking about where he was like, you're reading too much into this was about the other play, another player mm. that the Columbus Blue Jackets acquired in the off season. And that was Max Domi. He benched Max Domi earlier in the season and then was asked about it. And he was like, you guys are just looking way too far into this. And then he does this with Patrick Laine. He did it with Pierre-Luc Dubois uh, before, and he had a good reason for that one. Patrick Line was on the ice, and I believe he got a—I believe he was on the ice for a goal, and then ended up getting benched. So there was a little concern with that. But I love this this idea of just, hey, I don't care what you guys say. I'm the coach of this hockey team. Let's go. That's that's that's. Uh, I know he's hot about fair, it. Man. I want I that's want fair. to get into this so bad with this guy. Oh, I'm hot. Well, then let's I'm hot. Are would you, you serious? Would you like to tell him how you feel? 
Are you serious? So your your main storyline here, you have a huge huge thing right here to go on a tangent to where you could go with a nice story, a feel good story, and you pick the one crap that happened this week. I'm not I'm not <laughs> defending Tortorella. You look at what he did to Pierre Luc Dubois, forced him out of town. Line A. I'm gonna be honest here. He's got a little fragile personality as well. Now your Tortorella in this situation, you do not bench someone you acquire, and he's doing this old. Old school tactic. And look what happened. Look what happened after that. You see, Miko Koivu retired. Their uh, center on the hockey team, a longtime veteran. He just up and retired to get out of that locker room. I mean, it's not well. Whatever you want to say about Tortorella, I disagree wholeheartedly, 100%. And it, it's just painful to watch. And I, I don't like him benching someone that he just acquired. You're trying to, I understand if you're trying to set a culture there, but. My gracious, that's not the way you go about something like this. You gotta, you gotta ride out with what you got, and at least put him on the ice so that you can gain his trust that way. You're not gaining his trust by benching him. That's just, that's a dumb move. And I feel like he's the Tom Coughlin of the NHL, where he's forcing the talented players of Jalen Ramsey and all these other players just out of the locker room. Because I'm gonna be honest, Line A will not be there after this season or after the next two seasons. I will say. Well, his contract is up. His contract is up at the end of the season, and Columbus is Columbus needs to get Patrick Laine back. But this, to me, with the Patrick Laine benching, Patrick Laine has been known to sometimes take shifts off. And the rumors were that Patrick Laine mouthed off to an assistant coach, and that's why he got benched. I'm all for this. This guy comes in. You're not treating him differently. And it's funny because the New York Rangers are doing a similar thing right now with David Quinn benching his young talent because of bad mistakes on the ice. And he's treating the team like a college hockey team. You're punishing someone for being bad and they're not learning from their mistakes. This is a little different to me, though. This is Patrick Laine coming in and John Tortorella seeing a thing, uh, something happening and is like, no, you are a part of this team now. I'm not going to treat you any differently. And maybe Patrick Laine can learn from this, okay? Maybe he can take, the, take something away from this and then play better next time and not mouth off to an assistant coach. I love this decision, man. There is the concern, though. There is the one concern, and I told you about this the other day. John Tortorella has a habit of overstaying his welcome. He he did it in New York. He did it in Vancouver. I don't remember if he, if he had that kind of out in Tampa, but he did it in New York. He did it in Vancouver. He just wore out his welcome, and it was like, okay, it's time to move on from John Tortorella's hard-nosed system. I think it's great in Columbus, man. I'm all aboard. I love John Tortorella. To your point about Quinn and the Rangers, you look at their team, they have a lot of youth. They're not expected to win. So I see why you would bench a player like that for simple mistakes. Look, I understand Line A is still young, but he's a superstar in this league. You're telling me Patrick Line A, who is one of the greatest players in this league right now, an elite talent who comes over to your to your team trying to help them win and he benches them? That's not going to sit well. And if you're trying to build culture, not necessarily build it because you're trying to win. I mean, it's already in place there. You bring Lyde into this team, you're trying to help your team win. And by putting him on the bench, you're not helping your team win. I like setting an example, man. I like it. You want to get to my story real quick? I would love to get to your story. I, I You know, it's funny that that story was so hype. I didn't I, – y- y'all going at it? You know I, what? I, I knew it was going to man. I was excited to do it. That was a big disagreement. My feel-good story, it might have been brought up earlier, I cannot recall. Bobby Ryan. Bobby Ryan has seven points in 11 games for the Detroit Red Wings. He has been phenomenal this year. Of course, he battled the off-the-ice issues with 
I believe he had alcohol issues and he finally got those fixed. And here he is out on the ice. He's just a fighter, a good competitor. And I love seeing him succeed. He got a great opportunity there in Detroit. They're not winning a lot of games, but from a personal standpoint, Bobby Ryan is my absolute amazing storyline so far this season. He's great, man. He is fantastic. That was a very heartfelt, very emotional moment last year in Ottawa when he came back, basically a triumphant return, and now him getting a shot in Detroit. Although Detroit uh, is being Detroit, I love seeing what Bobby Ryan's doing. For sure. It's it's a good it's a good feel-good story for sure. All right. Okay. Okay. All right. So we're heating up a little bit, which is ironic because we're talking about the ice. <laughs> see what I did there because yeah, hockey's on the there. ice, but yet we're heat. No, just me. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I got, I got something for you. Oh, nice. Oh, thanks. You gave me the rim shot. I thought I was going to get clowned. That's cool. Well, let's keep it moving. Then. Soundboard, buddy. I have to do it at least once or twice. You don't have to, but I understand why you do. It's like it's like a it's like a toddler with a toy. It's like it's new and it's shiny and it's got buttons and you just want to press them all day long. I get it. Well, so we're gonna move. On. We're gonna move forward before this gets any more off the rails. Yeah. So check this out. By my count, there have been twenty-seven teams affected by the COVID outbreak in this early NHL season. What is the NHL doing to combat this? Um, what are you guys taking away from maybe your own favorite teams and how they've been handling the COVID outbreak? Uh, Dylan, why don't you take that first? Yeah, for my team, the Chicago Blackhawks, they've played 14 games. So they, they've been a team that has been getting a lot of um, playing time and getting their games in. But if you look in their division, they, no one else is playing hockey, which could be – I'll bring it up later about the segment about uh, sustainable teams. But, I mean, you look at their division – it doesn't seem like anyone has matched. I think Columbus and the Blackhawks, who ironically play each other tonight, um, are the only two teams in that division that have 14 games played. Other than that, everyone else, I think Dallas has had a big outbreak. Carolina had an early one. And it seems like that whole division, but it's, it doesn't just stop there. You look at the Canadian division up north, they're getting their games in. They're playing hockey, but that makes sense because they're all playing each other in Canada. So it's strange how these divisions are lined up. I mean, it's, it's going to be... I think I, I want to ask Vinny a question here. Do you think that with the way that the divisions are lined up with them playing each other so much exposes them a little bit more than playing other teams? Uh, no, I think, I think that part less lessens the chance. It's just the fact that like, I mean, we've seen it all over, all over the, in all other sports. I mean, the NFL had its, had its share of uh, COVID cases, MLB, the NBA has theirs. And you, you brought up the, the, the North Division, the Canadian Division here. It was actually released today that the Edmonton Oilers and the Montreal Canadiens game actually might get canceled uh, pending test results. That, that, that is actually a concern right now. But it's so difficult, man. Right now, it is just so difficult to get this under control. The NHL, they sent out an enhanced COVID measures saying asking players to remain at home as much as possible, except for practices and games recommending household like the NHL basically told their players to hey if you're living with people if you have a family you need to start limiting their outside activities as well like that to me is mind-blowing and Asia you brought it up for the NBA talk and I love bringing this into I love bringing this into with the like the NBA comparison like making giving hockey that comparison to other sports so other guys like 
casual people can actually understand this. It, it, you were mentioned it in the NBA thing. These the league is telling these players to not have a personal life. They're basically saying, "Hey, do not have a personal life. You cannot." And that wasn't in the agreement in the beginning. But now that more tests start becoming positive and and more games start to get canceled, this is what was bound to happen. And it's a tough thing, man. You saw it in the in the MLB. There were so many times we were like, "Okay, are we going to cancel the season? Like, is this is this really going to happen?" It's different than the NFL. There's so many more games. There's a much longer season. You can't talk about canceling the NFL season if there's only 16 games to to worry about and it's week five and you have you only have 11 more games left. The NHL season is a long season. There's going to be cancellations. This is going to happen. You're going to have to roll with the punches. The NHL has done a great job at moving games around. They're talking about how the games in Lake Tahoe might get can't like so one if one team bails out of the game for Lake Tahoe, the outdoor series games. They're already starting to look at replacement teams, the New York Rangers being one of them. But I love what the NHL is doing here with the with the COVID testing and keeping it all under control. Yeah, I mean, I I, I get I get the part with the when I say I get the part with the no personal life, I don't understand how they can do that to that extent because what what I'm really getting at here is the fact that you have these guys, you know, you're basically asking them to sacrifice, right? And and you hear that and you go, okay, big deal. You you make millions of dollars. You're playing in the NBA. You could sacrifice a little, but in this case, you're asking them to do it again. You know, they just sacrificed months out of their life away from family, away from friends. You know, to finish the season and then not even really get a full off season. And they don't get a training camp. They don't get it. You know, they they basically took like an extended mid season break and now they're right back at it. And they can't do the things they want to, like these bubbles and so on and so forth, that really helped control. Uh, the COVID outbreak with everybody. You know, they try to do things like scheduling and getting back-to-backs on the same team. So if you're seeing one team today, you're seeing them tomorrow, whatever it may be, to kind of limit it. But at the same time, these guys, you know, they kind of they want to live a little bit. And until you can find a way for that to happen without there being a COVID scare or jumping the line for vaccinations, there's not really much else that you can do with it, in my humble opinion. Humble. Very, very humble. The one thing that stands out to me real quick is you mentioned the protocols and they said, I, I believe it was on one of the Blackhawks telecasts on NBC Sports Chicago before they played one of their games. Eddie they o. came back. They, yeah, Eddie Olchek and Pat Foley, those two are the best. Um, those two went down the list coming back from a period break where they led into the second period with all the protocols. You should have seen this list. I mean, the hotels are structured to the same exact place to the um, everywhere they need to go, the meals are set up in the in the ballroom of each hotel to where everything's blocked off. So to your point, Vinny, I think they're doing a good job of trying to eliminate it. It's just it's so hard to catch up to these things. And the crazy thing is, is when you have these stays, it's the first time in a long time, probably ever, that these hockey teams are playing the same team two times in a row. Usually there's a day in between that exposes you three more days in that city that you could probably just play one game and go somewhere else. Yeah. It's a, it's such a tricky, a tricky thing to, to, to handle it and schedule and, and everything. But it's like with all of these things happening, you need a bubble. If you want to keep this thing really under wraps, you need a bubble. But it's impossible to do with so many teams unless you were to have like all the, the all the teams out in the in the east centralized at Madison Square Garden and you have their hotels in New York. There is no way 
to keep this under control perfectly if there is no bubble. Kudos to the NHL. Gary Bettman, good job, man. <laughs> Something we haven't heard a lot. Good job, Gary yeah. Bettman. <laughs> yeah. So do you guys think this is uh, – this came to mind when Dylan was talking about, you know, being staying over in a city an extra, you know, how many ever days – You'd, you'd think that the veterans, you know, they've done this, they've been there, they've been to a lot of these cities, uh, so no big deal. But do you think, like, the the rookies and the newcomers to the NHL are seeing these cities and they're getting excited and having the chance to go and, you know, see what it's like, and that's where some of these COVID outbreaks are coming from? Or, I mean, can, is there is there a pinpoint position uh, that you can put this on as far as the outbreaks coming from team to team? Vinny? I don't think... I don't think you can pin it on one specific thing. I think, I think it's it's new to everyone, whether you're a vet or whether you're a rookie. I think it's new to everyone in this situation. I mean, it's pretty noted in the hockey world that that hockey players. I mean, I, I don't mean to single out hockey in general. I'm sure other teams and other athletes do the same thing. But like when they get into a town and they're there for multiple days, they like to go out and have fun. I mean, sometimes that's what you do. It's just it's just human. It's just human nature. But in these situations, I feel like if you're a visiting team, there are too many pro- like like Dylan mentioned before. There's too many protocols uh, go in place for being a visiting team to where you can go out and have fun. I think this is more of a an at home cause though. I think this is like a like like they said in the in the in the note today that they sent out to the league. You need to have your family members also limiting their interaction just for you to be able to play in the league. I think that's where it comes into play. It's like. You can't limit that, man. There's no way. Right. Yeah, one more I, thing I mean, real there's... quick. Sorry. Um, another, oh, protocol, another protocol thing that they have on the plane, you can only eat one person at a time. That's how it was. They brought that up. I was like, you got to be kidding me. So uh, they were talking on the telecast. They're like, hurry up. Let's go. I'm starving. <laughs> and like one person's got to eat at a time. It's the craziest thing ever. And then when that person's done, they move to the back of the line. Someone moves up. It's the craziest thing possible. I, 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 my, my how does that even, that. how does that even <laughs> mitigate the spread? Like, Oh, well, if they're eating at the same time, their mouths are open. So COVID's everywhere. Like get out of here. It's Come literally on. like, I don't know if any of you guys have obviously being in Florida, Florida doesn't care too much. I've been to Disney world. In the during the COVID times with my wife, we've been wow. to Disney World, and but you go to Disney World, and the amount of le- the the lengths that they go to make sure everyone's safe. I mean, there's no way. There's just no. I mean, obviously there's a way, but like they make it so that it like it is almost impossible to catch something there. But then you go home. That's where you have to be responsible. It's the same thing with the NHL. You're going on the road. They're going to do whatever it takes to make sure that you are safe. But then. You come back home, and then it's on you to be responsible. It's on your family members to obviously get rid of their life and and allow you to be able to play in the league. It's wild, man. This COVID stuff's wild. Yeah, it is. It is. But here's the thing. We've been talking COVID for almost a year now, so why don't we move on to something happier? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All right. So let's talk a little bit about these players, a little bit about these teams, and uh, you know how the season's been shaping up so far. Um, Dylan, is there a player that you've seen, you know, whether they're top notch elite players or maybe lesser of a player and improving players, is there a player that's really been standing out in your eyes that you see just really have taken the next step and are looking to have a great ending to the season? 
I see someone that's been in the league for a very long time that doesn't get a lot of recognition, and he's in Pennsylvania, and I know you're probably thinking Pittsburgh. It's the Philadelphia Flyers and James Van Riemsdyk. He has 18 points this season. He's someone that uh, he spent time there in his early days, and then he went to Toronto, and now he's back in Philly, and he's had an up-and-down career where he's battled with injuries, and his scoring sometimes has disappeared, but I like what I've seen out of him this season. I think he keeps it up, and the the Flyers have been a surprising team this season. I can't believe how well um, they have just put it all together. Carter Hart's looked really nice, their young goaltender. Um, I think that team looks good. Konechny's there. They have Voracek, Giroux. I mean, that team is that team's fun to watch, and I think uh, especially credit to James Van Riemsdyk, I think they're looking good. The Flyers will make the Stanley Cup Finals this year. Just saying that. This is Woo! this is the Elaine Vigneault. This is what Elaine Vigneault does, man. I'm telling you. Elaine Vigneault did this in, in New York. Did this in Vancouver, man. He ends up building a team up, making it to the Finals, losing in the Finals, struggling, <laughs> entering a rebuild, gone. That's that's the Elaine Vigneault. It happened in Vancouver. It happened in New York. It's going to happen in Philly, and this is that's what's going to happen. The Philadelphia Flyer. And I hope this is the case because I picked the Flyers to be in the Stanley Cup anyways. So, yeah. He has been saying it since uh, our first NHL preview. I will give him that. We'll see how it's going to turn out. You know, they're looking good now. The playoffs are a different animal, like like it is in any sport. But cool. Okay. What about you, though, Van? How? How? Because hockey's how? better. But I digress. Ho- hockey is better. I digress. But my guy, though, my guy. I didn't ask you a question yet. How is hockey better when it comes to the playoffs because i mean we just watched a uh, ton of great football games one and done that'll leave you that'll leave you feeling you a just certain really type ask of way. that question, how, how are the hockey absolutely playoffs? absolutely because i haven't seen i haven't seen the type of feels in a game seven of hockey ask, as i've seen ask, in a game seven oh, of the nba final let me you ask must not have turned on your television let, 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 let me ask you something here though let me let me revert this back to the host the the host here how how many people do you hear like when you ask someone who watches or doesn't really watch football or a casual football guy, you ask them, "Hey, what do you like about the sport?" Do they ever really go to the NFL playoffs? How about the NBA? Do you ever see a casual do guy you like? like oh, I love the NBA playoffs. That's why I watch. Absolutely. No, absolutely. I like hockey, man. There's no way most of the people. It's the same thought process. Me and Aaron have both said this to you, too. And and we've talked about this with baseball. These seasons are so long that the casual fans, they may turn on a game. They may walk by a game and look at it for a couple of minutes, but they don't watch until the playoffs unless they are an actual fan of the sport. I've had tons of people say to me, yeah, I mean, basketball doesn't matter to the playoffs. How many I've had tons people, of people say the same thing about hockey. How many people do you go up to and they're like, okay, I don't watch until the NBA playoffs because the NBA playoffs are so exciting to watch. That is what people say for hockey because the NHL playoffs are like no other. It's the best of seven series. I literally oh, just said that for basketball. I, I, I just co-signed. I co-sign with what Vinny's saying. I have a cousin. He's, okay. His name's Landon Trailer. He doesn't watch a lot of hockey. When his Blues, I mean, he's like St. Louis teams. When the Blues are in the playoffs, he sits down and watches it and says, wow, that was fun. And then, of course, it comes around to where they watch the following regular season and they're not as invested because the intensity of the NHL playoffs are so amazing that they start diving into what they're – what. Uh, caving into what they're selling. I mean, it's, 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 it's a completely different atmosphere. And what I think we're, of is the we're, NBA – I, I think of the NBA All-Star game. That's what I'm the most excited for when I watch basketball. Okay, I forgot, though. So, I mean, I'm being teamed up on by two hockey fans, so I'm not going <laughs> to 
you're quote unquote win this. You're in but the we're saying place. the exact same thing though. We're saying the exact same thing about both sides. Like there are tons of people on both sides of this hockey NBA fence that only watch for the playoffs. One, because the games are too long. You don't even know basketball. I'm probably the first basketball fan you've ever liked. I don't even <laughs> no, want to hear you talk about that. The thing is, Dylan you shake your head no. You're more – Vinny, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Vinny is more likely – Are not like any other playoffs, okay? You have uh, – okay, let, let me – let me play my favorite game with Vinny you. Vinny is more likely to walk away from a person because they say they like basketball Hold than on. to actually hear them when they say, I only watch basketball I, for the playoffs. I, let, me, I, let, me, let me play the question game with you here real quick. Which game? And all I want, all I want is simple answers. Simple answers. This I guy any, plays any, this game to answer, work it into okay. his favor. Okay. Answer the questions here. Which sport is more physical, hockey or basketball? NBA. Dylan, it's just our show now. Oh. AJ is delusional. He has no idea I what played he's street ball. I'm what? telling I played you, I played ball. I played A and one, homie. <laughs> I played basketball. I played basketball as a kid, of course, being from Indiana. You have to play basketball. It's like even in your veins and stuff. But I never played hockey. But I can I can attest to you. Basketball does not get enough credit for being a physical sport, but hockey's much more physical. That hockey is, is much more physical for okay, sure. So but again, like okay, I said, so answer the he question. plays oh, this I, game to put it in his favor. Answer. Like we've got to start, hey, which which players can jump higher? Basketball players or hockey players? That's essentially what you just did. You guys I, are you, you guys are overlooking. You didn't even sport. let me finish. You <laughs> didn't even let me finish, okay? So hockey is more physical than than basketball, correct? Yes. yes, because there's literal tackling. I did not need any, any extra stuff here. All of I want, of course, you didn't, because that would help your storyline. I just wanted the answer. Okay, mm-hmm. you admitted hockey is more physical than basketball. Okay, and when you're playing a seven-game series against the same team over and over and over again, and you have that same physicality there, does not does that or does it not? Build up emotion within the player. You played sports, isn't that? Don't, isn't when you see the same person over and over and over again, you build that hatred for them? Is that not true? That happens in basketball too, bro. There's storylines left and I right on not, that, bro. I not, like I did not listen, ask you listen, that bro. question. I did not ask you that question. Okay, now put it all together here. This math equation, okay? You have the physicality, the intensity of hockey, and then you have the pure hatred. And I'm not saying basketball does not have that. I'm not saying basketball does not have that hatred, but it doesn't have that physicality that hockey does. And when you're playing a seven-game series against the same person over and over again that you are now developing a true hatred for, and the crowds for hockey, man, the crowds are buzzing. Maybe there's not crowds now, but the crowds are getting into it. There is – oh, you get me. Let me me interject real quick. This this will be the last thing I say on it, Dylan, and I'll let you talk. I know that in basketball, you can't just run through people. But a a lot of not basketball fans take for granted all the body bumping and body hitting that goes down below the basket. And the biggest reason that basketball can't be as physical as these other sports is because this game is played in the air most of the time. People are jumping. That can screw you up. If you have ever seen anybody I would love for you to jump and let somebody take I'm your legs from under you, bro. That. It is super physical. Last time I checked, you're playing hockey on skates, on That's knives, hilarious. basically. On, on knives. So, like, imagine, imagine With getting – hands on, you'll be all right. Tell that to the guy who got cut in the throat all over the ice. I mean, I feel like hockey is played. That same argument could be could be used for hockey, but hockey's not 
you don't see like the the. I'm not going to get into the flopping. I'm not going to get into the flopping. I'm not going to get into the flopping. <laughs> Dylan, go I, ahead. What were you going to say? I feel like Rachel Nichols here, fellas. But anyway, um, <laughs> my point. <laughs> um, <laughs> to the basketball point, to AJ's point here, I think if you look at the 90s style of basketball, that's that's a seven-game series where Fair. it stands out. You saw the the last Fair. dance. You saw the, the, uh, the Bulls and Pistons, the – Jordan, Rodman, all that stuff, the physicality of the rebounding and all that stuff, that was there. Now it's so much yeah. touchy calls in the NBA that it changes the narrative, and it's probably the reason we're having this discussion. But obviously on the hockey I side, I, I get I get Vinny's points. I get AJ's points. I played basketball. It's the most frustrating sport there is because if you take an elbow to the nose, you're just sitting there like, mm. like it's frustrating. Yeah. You can't breathe. It's like you jam a finger. It's, the, it's ticky-tacky stuff that makes you want to scream. But hockey, I, I get Vinny's points too because you get body slammed into a boards. That's mm-hmm. going to hurt. You could break a rib yeah. on a broken shot or on a blocked shot, anything going on there. So uh, I hear both of your points. But I think basketball was a discussion in the 90s. Right now it's just too ticky-tacky. Yeah. With they the have. T- I will give you that. They've taken – They and basketball fans hate this. And we'll get back to hockey. I, I, I didn't expect this to go too far. But me and Vinny know how to get at each other's throats on this basketball fans hate how much physicality they have taken out of the game. What it was for me is when they took this out, when you couldn't hand guard, like really, you can't even put a hand in their face anymore. That this, I'll give you that. that like that, that is what me. I'm referring to. And I am not, I no, honestly, I'm trying to give basketball an honest chance here. Okay. I am. But if you're comparing it to hockey, I'm not giving you that chance. You were to, you talk, you talk about playing the games, this comment right here, this comment, I literally was in this game, Playing this game, not only was the crowd, this crowd, my mom was in the crowd for this game, for this game, for for one of these games. They were basically calling my mom a whore in the game. My mom was right there. And I was like, man, this sucks, man. This really does suck. I literally dislocated my shoulder in a game because of the intensity of the game. Went back out there because I'm not a, I'm not a basketball player. I'll go back out there and play. <laughs> I would love to see you shoot a basketball with a dislocated shoulder, bro. That'd be fantastic uh, to watch. Uh, I mean, we're not going to get into that. I'm not. I'm, okay. All we'll right. Cool. For another cool. time. The, the amount oh, of hockey injuries that come out after the playoffs are done. Like when, when a team's been. I'm, not, I'm never going to say hockey's not a physical sport. They're different sports. Like we could also say which one's more physical, football or hockey. I mean, like that's what they're about. Football. That's what they're about. Football is definitely no more physical, bro. I'm telling you, Ben Bishop, to your point about these injuries that come out, he played with a torn groin. He's a goalie in the Stanley Cup. He played with a torn groin. You know how much pain that's, that's got to be going from side yeah, to side? That's, that, that's got to be horrible. Sure. Split saves. Yeah, I, I'll give you that for sure. Like, <laughs> nah, not me. <laughs> I'm not going to pick on you because we're going to keep this conversation moving. We have, have a great I have, I, have, I have something here. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Can I, can I bring this up? You in the front. Thank you. I appreciate yes, you. It. I appreciate the floor. <laughs> let me uh, let me read this word for word here, so I don't confuse any basketball fans. I hope it's Bailey Reichert saying that. Stop with the hockey bias, Vinny. <laughs> no way, man. It's not bias. It's You're not searching for that one, are you? <laughs> it's just facts, man. It's just it, it is just facts. Hockey is the most physical sport in the world right now, and I'm I'm going to read it. Not the this. most and physical sport. Ice hockey. It's the second most physical sport. During individual playing bouts, this is, and I'm reading this word for word from the site here. Hopefully, I'm not wrong because I didn't read all of it before I'm going to say it. 
Players often reach over 90% of their maximum heart rate, and over the course of a game, they usually accumulate between 15 to 18 minutes at 90 to 100% max heart rate. This sport here, it takes so much out of you. It's not like any other sport, okay? It's not like basketball. That heart rate thing can come up in NASCAR and drag yeah, racing. Like, let me go run. Let me go oh, to the gym so I can run to see if I can eclipse that. Right. <laughs> I wouldn't argue. Honestly, with I just wanted rate. to bring the I basketball. <laughs> yeah, right. I just wanted to bring up the basketball part so I could have a part in the show. So let's keep it moving. Talk some, <laughs> talk some hockey. Uh, hey, Taylor, thanks for uh, picking up for your boy. He needed some help on that one. Damn right he does. That's my guy right there, man. That's what I, I shared this. I shared our show, by the way, while we were talking because I want my hockey people here. And Taylor is one of the real ones, okay? Taylor is one this of the This man real went ones. and called back up to debate me about Damn basketball. Right, I, no, 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 actually, I did this well before. See, I, see, I did it well before. Basketball players, they, we, ooh, we stand good. It's okay. I did it, I did it's it well okay. before. But I know Taylor went to war with – I went together we went to war in the ACHA D3 playoffs together, okay, trying to play for a college hockey championship. And I know the struggle, man. I know the struggle. I see your line, come mate. Talk to me. Come, he, come talk I, to me when you can hit touch the rim, bro. Let's, oh, wait, <laughs> I, I, I mean, this one here. This one here. See, I'm not alone. Bro. And that, that, okay, that, so let me go get happen. seven basketball fans in and let them start talking basketball. I mean, what do you I mean, you're not proving any points. Vinny, let's move forward. <laughs> Vinny, have you given me your superstar standout player? <laughs> have we got If anyone that forget, forgets from yesterday, mine was uh <laughs> Jay Van Riegsteig. <laughs> Yours was James Henry's by Reeves. Hey, Dylan, when'd you get here? It, it, it was a it was a great call. It was a great call with the J, with the JVR comment. I'm going with a rookie that no one really talked about because there was a, a lot of talk around Alexi Lafreniere. There's a lot of talk around him coming into this league. We talk about uh, Tim Stutzla from Ottawa. That he's tearing it up as well. But I'm going to talk about the kid from Minnesota. Kirill Kaprizov has been an absolute beauty for the Minnesota Wild. He has been lighting the league up. He's got nine points, 11 games, three tucks, one of those being an overtime winner. He has been someone that has been, you have to keep your eyes on at all times. When you watch him play, he's becoming one of those players that you need to have eyes on. You need to make sure that you have a top pair defenseman on because he is going to make you pay. The things he does in the offensive zone, I mean, it, it is incredible. And it is a shame that no one talked about him before the season I know my buddy Brett, he's a big Minnesota Wild fan. He was all over Kirill Kaprizov coming over. He came from the leagues over in Russia. He came from the KHL over here. He's a rookie this year. Didn't get the talk. Deserves it. And honestly, he is the front runner to me for the Calder Trophy. Lights out. So exciting to watch. I tune, I He makes me like we talk about before the season. We were like, hey, what player makes you have to tune in for the casual fans? Kirill Kaprizov is one of those players. I'd agree. He's looked good this season. I mean, I haven't seen a Minnesota Wild player look this good. I mean, heck, they don't have a lot of good forwards going through their system, but it's been a while. I think I last one I saw was Jason Zucker. But to your point uh, about Kaprizov, he's looked really good. You look at FanDuel Sportsbooks, all their sites, the Calder number one's going to him right now. He's good, man. Vinny, have you found me a place to watch the Battle of Alberta yet? on tv oh my gosh you gotta be better than that bro <laughs> I mean, is there going to be a 
is there is there ever going to be a national televised battle of Alberta? Do you know? I don't know the NBC. Uh, give me a, give me a second. Let me find the NBC SN uh, broadcast schedule for. It definitely won't be on NBC. Uh, but... You got mad. You got mad. I was watching. I think I was watching the Minnesota Wild, and um, uh, I don't remember who it was. You, but you were like, if you're gonna watch a game, you need to be watching the Battle of Alberta. We talked yeah, about. Yeah, I mean that game. I let's find it anywhere. But let's see yeah. Edmonton, 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 Edmonton. Where's they? Oh, I don't wow. think there is a because the thing is, is the Battle of Alberta normally starts at ten, so it's like there's no way you're getting that on on national TV. Um, sometimes they put it on NBC Sportsnet if it's like a late late ten o'clock game if they have a double header. <clears throat> let's see, you you go on. I'll keep I'll I'll keep a lookout. For yeah, you. I was gonna I was gonna say we play ten o'clock games all the time. There's West, I guess, like y'all don't. There's no West Coast viewing. For the people on the East Coast, like, I mean, because there's 730 games are our 1030. Of course, if you're going to stay up, they go to one. But I mean, night after night, I'm up to one, 130 watching the late games of my chosen sport. But <laughs> I digress. Did Did you find it? You look I like you not, found I don't it. They, I don't think they have okay. a game on. Oh, March 17th is the next time they're, they have a nationally televised game. I'll be busy that day. Yeah, and it's at ten o'clock, of course. But yeah, go on, go on. <laughs> yeah, I won't be I won't be awake at ten o'clock on March seventeenth, probably, because <laughs> it's St. Patty's Day. You guys both look very. I got that. This. I got that. Oh, I didn't Thank get that you. one. I didn't get that one. <laughs> He's like, "Why are you talking?" Okay, anyways, so let's keep it moving here. Uh, I'll find I'll find a way to watch that battle. I do want to catch a Calgary and Edmonton game before the end of the season. You, you hyped it up quite well. It's good, dude. It's great, um, man. It's great. I I believe you. I really do. So. <laughs> Now that we've switched to talking about these teams, Vinny, why don't you keep it moving for us and tell me, is there a team that you're looking at that you think right now they're they're hot, all all pistons are firing, and it's not going to last? They're going to fall flat on their face, right on the ice, and it'll be hilarious. Yeah, it was one of those. It was one of those uh, the teams that you know, Dylan. You mentioned earlier the division that your uh, your Chicago Blackhawks are in right now, the uh, the Central Division. It's the Florida Panthers. That division is a mess in terms of like COVID games and play and teams. Stop it. Get out of my head. That's where (laughs) I was going. That's where I was going. This team, the Florida Panthers, they have been playing very good. They're seven, one and two in the last 10 games. They've only played 10 games. They've only played. They out of all the teams in the league, other than the New Jersey devils, the Florida Panthers have played the least amount of games. That division has been playing through COVID. There's been a lot of cancellations. They've been riding. Chris Dreger, the the backup goalie, <laughs> Sergei Bobrovsky is absolutely terrible. He has been like, okay, let's let's put this in uh, in terms for people who casual fans. Sergei Bobrovsky would be like, I don't want to say Carson Wentz, but he's like Carson Wentz. He got paid a ton of money to be a a star goaltender for the Florida Panthers, and he has just not lived up to it. And now they're tied to him. And not only that. But the Florida Panthers also have one of the most stacked goaltending, like pi- the, like goaltending pipeline. They're one of the best goaltending pipeline teams out there, and they are tied to Sergey Bobrovsky, who's been terrible. But the Florida Panthers right now, like I said, they are seven one and two in their last ten games. They are going to end up struggling. I'm telling you this right now because they they just don't have they just don't have it. You look at their top their their top pairs, their top forward lines. Alexander Barkov has been a stud. He's about it, though, because you go down their lineup and it's just nothing special. And that division also includes a Dallas Stars team who has not gotten rolling yet. Uh, Columbus, who I like a lot. Nashville. There's a lot of good teams in that division that have potential that could really shut down the Florida Panthers. 
I agree. All right. I, I agree with your any, point. Any on, yeah, I am going to rebuttal just a little bit, but not not necessarily go back at him, but I'll offer my thoughts on it real quick. The Florida Panthers, I thought going into the offseason, they had to bring back Evgeny Dadinov. I mean, you, you're mentioning their production out of the goalie spot. You, you look at their offense. I mean, they're they're relying on Anthony Duclair to bring them some sort of offense, and uh, that's not always the best strategy. I'm always going to root for Coach Q and Joel Quinville there. I think he does a great job, and you see his coaching staff is very similar to what he had in Chicago, even going back to the goalie coach and all that stuff. But anyway, um, you, you look at this Florida Panthers team, to your point, I think they've looked uh, – it's definitely not going to continue because I don't think they have the scoring to keep up. My team I'm going to talk about, I'm wearing their jersey. They're looking good right now, but I'm just going to I'm just going to be honest here. It's the Chicago Blackhawks. They've they're I think 3 points out of first place in this division, which Vinny talked about being uh hit with COVID, so where not a lot of teams are playing games. You look at the Blackhawks right now, they have four overtime losses. Um it's it's so crazy how these games are like 3 to 3. They win two straight 2 to 1 games against Dallas. And it, it's crazy how this team is doing it. You look at Kevin Lankinen, who stepped up, a goaltender there. And Chicago, going into the season, had the worst goaltending that you have possibly seen on paper. But somehow they found a way to be top five in goaltending right now in the National Hockey League. And that's credit to Kevin Lankinen, who stepped up. Malcolm Subban, outside of the first game against Tampa Bay, has looked pretty solid as well. But I don't think this can continue. You have Adam Boquist. He's got COVID. He's coming back soon. Um, the came back. He looks good. But then again, you look at this team, their, their defense is still not where it needs to be. So I, I think that this is just a hoax so far, unfortunately. Yeah. They're, they're one of those teams. It's like, they've actually played a normal amount of games in terms of, for, in terms of COVID out of that, out of that weird division that they're in where everyone is being affected by it. I mean, you look at that division, Tampa, Florida's only played 10 games. Carolina's played 10 games. Dallas has played 10 games there. I, They've been the most affected by COVID, and you just have to think to yourself, okay, these teams are going to figure themselves out. I mean, Dallas was in the Stanley Cup last year. They'll end up get it. They'll end up getting rolling. I mean, that's one of those things that you have to look at as a fan, and you're like, okay, it's still early in the season. Teams are getting affected by COVID early on. Eventually, they will get the ball rolling and figure it out. And it sucks for the teams that are hot right now, like a Florida and like a Chicago. Yeah, I, I find it. I just find it a little funny, and I understand the reasoning. But I mean, our very first hockey show, it was all like Chicago was going to be horrible. They're not going to get <laughs> anything going, and blah blah blah. And, and now you're sitting here talking about how you know they've honestly for what they've had, they've looked okay, right? I mean, their goaltending and their goalkeeping's on the low end, but from what I've been hearing, they've looked okay and looked better. Do you think that being able to play these games are gonna make them like kind of more competitive when these teams are getting back to full strength or they just realize they were living a fairy tale and be done. I, you know what I mean? We'll start. See, yeah. We'll start seeing the team's true colors. Once to, to like, like I said, you have like Dallas, Dallas right now is one of the, in the at, towards the bottom of that central division. They've only played 10 games. They haven't been able to get, get the ball rolling. And hockey is well, one of those sports where you have to have team chemistry. And you have to right, and, that, and that's why I'm asking more about the Chicago side of things. I understand these other teams are going to get back to full strength and be strong, and <laughs> duh. <laughs> but <laughs> on the Chicago side, being able to have their guys at full strength and play these games, do you think that's going to boost their talent and their gameplay up when these teams get back to strength? So as where, let's say, you know, you had a regular season like this and nobody's been affected, you'd imagine Chicago 
may not have even won 10 games in the season. And now you think it may be that they can be competitive and hold their own and like be in these high scoring, like four, four, five, five goal type games. Like a confidence booster. I think, sure. I think on this Chicago team, I think it is good that they're playing these games, but I think it has more of a long-term effect than right now. They still have a very young roster. <clears throat> Unfortunately, Kirby Dock isn't getting anything done. Matias Yanmark has looked good. Uh, he came over from Dallas, I believe. He was in the Stanley Cup Finals, and he looked really good um, so far, but I don't think that's going to keep up. But anyway, um, they have a lot of depth on their team. It's nice to see them play these games. But right now, the reason they're at where they are in the standings is because they have 14 games. Someone else plays a, up to wherever they are. It's just a fact that they're going to start winning more games. So that's going to drop the Blackhawks in the standings. I think there are some things to look at, but I like Vinny's uh, thought about Dallas. You look at their defense. They're insane. Klingberg, very- Lindell's there. Haskinen. Um, I mean, uh, yeah. they have, they have yeah. so many good uh, hockey players that are defensemen and even Nashville in that division as well you have Ekholm and everyone they produce there is it's it's a very defensive division and if the Hawks aren't scoring at the rate they are right now it's going to be tough to compete yeah that, that's what I was referring to AJ with your the confidence thing with the team playing at the level that they are you think it's going to boost them I think it won't matter I don't think it'll matter because at the end of the day talent will show through and and you could be on cloud nine if you're the Chicago Blackhawks right now you're riding high you're playing hot but it won't matter because I, on, at the end of the day, you look at the talent. I mean, upsets happen. They happen all the time. But at the end of the day, the talent will show through. And like Dylan was referring to with how much talent the Dallas Stars have, uh, it'll it'll end up showing. Oh, this oh this is who I wanted in here. This is who I really wanted in here. Beth, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. I had to break off of the show. Beth <laughs> is one of my favorite people in the hockey world, okay? She is a – Dylan, you talk about big Hawks fans. This is a big Chicago Blackhawks fan. One of the biggest I've ever met. It's it's fantastic. Glad that she's uh on the show. In the chat. I wonder if she knows yeah. I wonder if she knows Bradley Searles. I mean, I that so, was, I don't know who that is. Right. Yeah, I don't know who that is. Of course I don't you know don't. Who that is. He's not or famous. Proceed, host. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can proceed, but you were the one who was in the middle of a soliloquy, but I mean, <laughs> oh, I'll take it I... from where you were. <laughs> I'm sorry. I get really high. I'm so like, like I said, I put, I shared it on my page. I was really I hoping understand. like my hot, my true hockey fans would join in the chat. And this is, this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted. Proceed. Mm, so I will, I will, I will. So, and also Dylan, I'll say this. We found out that the way we get Vinny to share the show is by talking hockey. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if we just, I'm show. telling you, man, we could, we could really grow the audience if we just make this a hockey show. I don't think yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. I'm just gonna be honest. Um, listen, I, as much as I love talking sports, if we make this a hockey show. I'm just sitting in on a sports show. Like I'm basically the audience. So I'm like, hey guys, all right, just came to watch. Thanks for letting me be on camera while y'all talk. <laughs> That's not where we're going. It's okay. So we have now talked favorite storylines. We have now talked COVID. We've talked hot players. We've talked hot teams. What about those teams right now that are below? below their standards with teams that are slumping are finding themselves looking up at where they used to be trying to figure out what they can do to get back. Which teams do you find that are slumping right now that you believe will turn it around Dylan? One team that I find surprising that they're slumping right now is the Pittsburgh Penguins. I mean, you, you look at their roster, the goaltending situation there has been atrocious. Of course they let Matt Murray walk. 
Um, Tristan Jari hasn't looked good at all. DeSmith has been decent, but they have too much talent on their roster to not be slumping or to be slumping this much. And I don't know if they're going to pick it up, but one team that I think will pick it up will be the Edmonton Oilers. They're just too talented. They have a great defense that, I mean, they're more of an offensive style of uh, team, but I think with Ethan Bear there, the young kid, Darnell Nurse, uh, Chris Russell, a veteran presence on the back end, I think they have enough um, talent to where I think the Edmonton Oilers are a team that's slumping right now that won't be here in about a week or so. Yeah, I, it's funny you brought up the the Edmonton Oilers. Like you, you had we had the same teams for from the Central Division. We had, we had two Central Division teams for the uh, on top and coming down. And I have I have a central team as well. The Edmonton Oilers, though, there's so much talent on that team. To we talk about it earlier with all the talent showing through, that's a team that that ends up having that talent show through. They'll end up figuring it out. My team's the Vancouver Canucks, though. I'm staying in the North Division. The Vancouver Canucks. There's we'll get into this if you want to, buddy. We'll get into this if you want to. The Vancouver Canucks is a team to me that has a lot of new pieces, a lot of new big pieces entering their team. But they just have to start gelling. They just have to start figuring it out. It's tough for these teams that have brought in a lot of new talent to get the ball rolling because there was no training camp. But in the hockey season, there's it's a long season. They'll figure it out. And the Vancouver Canucks are a team that are, is going to end up doing that, I think. Okay, Nate Schmidt, I love Nate Schmidt. You got Quinn Hughes on your second pairing. He's a stud as well. And then you have... Braden Holpe, former Stanley Cup winner in Braden Holpe. Whoa, you don't like Braden Holpe? He hasn't been good in years. You look, Grubauer should have taken his job, in which he did later on. Uh, Holpe has fallen off the face of the earth. He is not a Vesna goaltender. He's not a top 15 goalie in the league. Demko looks good. Demko's going to have his job by midseason. You're the the same guy who thinks that Corey Crawford is that good? And you Corey know, Crawford has rings on his fingers. So does the Braden Hopi. And well, and Elias and Grubauer carry him. Both of them have the same, Both of them have the same type of rings. Their team in front of them won it for him. How about that? But Braden Hopi actually made some phenomenal saves in the Stanley Cup Finals, where Corey Crawford only had Brent Seabrook, Dustin Bufflin, Duncan Keith, all those players backing him up. Bufflin was in 2010. What about 13 and 15? He, he, he didn't have 2010. Bufflin wasn't even on the roster. That was Antiniemi's cup. You, you still, you still have get out of here. You still have Crawford's you, amazing. He, yes, that that's coming from another Blackhawks. As you talk, it's anybody true. else? Man, Crawford is a. I cannot. He he doesn't. He's yes. overrated. Crawford, Crawford bails you out of games. How many times have you heard Pat Foley on the call late in the third period in a one goal game where he goes and a great save by Crawford because He's he blind. makes great saves and keeps them in the game. And that's something Kevin Lankinen's been doing for the Hawks, which is the reason they're kind of on a hot streak right now. You need right a goalie now. in Chicago with I, their defense that can bail you out. Crawford did a heck of a job of I, it for years. I, I tell you, I tell you this right now. It's a very, it's a great thing. Crawford left Chicago when he, while he could, because with this team in front of him, it would have exploited how bad of a goaltender Corey Crawford oh, What is. about the goalie win in Edmonton in the playoffs? That was all Crawford. You kidding me? Go worry, watch that series and tell me how they don't make it through with Corey Crawford without Corey Crawford. There is no way. Uh, he's a good goaltender. He's a good goaltender. He's not a. I, 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 if I had the choice, I'm picking Braden Holpe over Corey Crawford any day. Okay, <laughs> that's what I would be doing. 
I, but it's it, this guy, and that's the thing. What what highlight? Like, if you think back to the the Blackhawks wins and Stanley Cup wins, what highlight save you think of? Like, do you think of any specific saves from Corey Crawford that stand out? I tell you what I see. I see him holding the thing up in the air that says that he's a Stanley Cup champion, but you, but you and I see him. Any saves? He doesn't need to make the shiny saves. He needs to make the ones that win you hockey games, and he did it for a very long time. Look at his record. Look at his save percentage. Look at his goals against, and then come at me. But you can't. You can't look at. You can't look at the Washington Capitals Stanley Cup win without that game. That big game time game save from Brayden Holpe. What was it? Game five against the Vegas Golden Knights, where he comes out, sticks out his paddle, and says, "Uh, uh-uh, uh, it ain't going in." I don't have that from Corey Crawford. I don't have it. And going back to my you're Vancouver, making Holtby, not, you're making Holtby sound like he's still the same guy in Washington. He's not. That's, he's not. And I'm, I, don't mean to say, I don't mean to say it like that. I just think he's going to end up figuring it out. He's going to end up bouncing back. He's in a new place. And that's what I'm saying with a lot of these players on this Vancouver Canucks team. There's a lot of new faces on this team that have to figure it out. Once you get guys starting to gel, it's going to start coming through. I love the talent that they have. I like Adam Gaudet. Love Brock Besser. They have a lot of talent, and I'm looking forward to the Vancouver Canucks pulling it out. That was fantastic. Talk about a way to like run into the finish line, fellas. I like it. Like that was like one of the best ways to just kind of end it. We didn't have one heated battle today. We got two of them. And Vinny was in the center of all of them being wrong over and over again. Okay, get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> Vinny, I, I, I did want to ask you this question. So once upon a time on our very first hockey show, we were talking about some jerseys, the retro jerseys, you know, the, the Colorado Avalanche one with the elephant. Oh, get and, out of here. Um, terrible. What, what was the oh. other one with the dragon? <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, the dragon. The blast from Calgary. The the Calgary jerseys that they have. What's it uh what's it been like? Has has it been a has it been received well, these jerseys? Dude, these jerseys, man, these retro jerseys are fire, man. They are beautiful things. I was honestly, there were some jerseys that I was like Okay, I'm not really a big fan of them when they first released them. But then I was like, okay, they're all on the ice. These guys are sick. Yes, like the retro jersey you have in yes. your profile picture yes. there. That jersey is pretty sweet as well. I haven't have the Hawks worn their retro jerseys yet. They haven't. I I I, I would assume they're coming up. Not a lot of teams have won worn their jerseys yet, which is a little bit surprising. But I think they play Sad. Columbus tonight. I'm gonna go check it out. I don't know what sweaters they're wearing, but I hope it's the retros because I miss watching the wearing the black at home. Another another hockey term that we're going to have to explain to AJ. Jerseys are referred to as sweaters. So I want to pull the curtain back here, folks, because I know that there are some hockey people now in the chat who will all understand this. Today in our oh in God. our group chat meeting, we talked about hockey lingo, and Dylan referred to his hat as a bucket. Of course, <laughs> hockey the of course hat bucket helmet bucket. We talked about flow. We talked about lettuce. We talked about uh. I think I was. I think that's all we touched on. That might have been it. But while we get into the, I'm going to steal your job, AJ, just for a second. While we get into these retro jerseys, I want everyone in the chat, all my hockey people, to start dropping your favorite hockey terms, just so I can start pulling them up to AJ and like start seeing <laughs> the absolutely absurd things hockey player says because it's the best. But these retro jerseys, man, I was so depressed about the Rangers jerseys. I was like, man, these are cool, but they're just not. They're just not there. They're just not what I want to see. 
But then they came out on the ice with them, and I was like, oh, my God. These, though, you like these jerseys? I'm interested to see what this fan has to say about this. Those Detroit jerseys were bad. Those were some practice jerseys, man. Those are rough. I don't even know if, oh, yeah, Dylan Dylan gets it. (laughs) Dylan gets it. He gets the terms. Those jerseys are just bad. But I'm very excited to see all of them. Excited for the the avalanche to bring out their elephant sweaters. Is that what you refer to it as? <laughs> elephant sweater. Yes, I did on the week. Cause like it looks like an elephant. It did, and I was right. I was right. It did. But I want to know, uh, Vinny. Besides, well, and clearly you weren't super excited about yours. But besides your team, what retro jersey would you cop? Uh, I really like the uh, the. Ah man, this is some. T- there's some. There's been some heaters. Those LA Kings, like those LA Kings purple and gold jerseys, were pretty sick. I think those would be one. But I want to hate. I want to hate, and I'm going to go back to this, and I'm going to really probably get a lot of crap for this. I hate the Tampa Bay Lightning setups. Okay, Ooh. the jerseys themselves are cool, but they went the lazy route. Okay, let me let me dive into this. Obviously, I'm I'm a hockey head here. This is my this is my go to. The Tampa Bay Lightning went the lazy route and they just brought in the same black and gray gloves that they used for their black their blackout jerseys. They brought the same pants out for those jerseys. They brought I think they brought the same socks out for those jerseys as well. They literally just said, "Hey, let's let's have a new jersey, but let's copy and paste everything else about these." Like it's just ridiculous. Like what are you doing? Tampa. I like the San Jose Sharks. Did the I Boston like the... Bruins not go lazy? No, <laughs> I haven't seen those. They haven't debuted those, but yeah, they, 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 those they are... look the exact same. They're not. They look the They're exact same. That's very. I know long. we had this conversation. You showed me. You told me a little bit about how they switched it up, but they look the exact same. The logo, Dylan. I'm sorry, San Jose Sharks. San Jose Sharks. I. This is actually sentimental, sort of. I mean, it's got like a me and my friend. We used to play hockey all the time back in uh, elementary school. Used to play roller hockey out on the rink and stuff. He was a big Sharks fan in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Tell me how that happens. But anyway, he's the only Sharks fan I ever knew or know. Um, and it was fun. We used to play hockey all the time. He always wore those like gray, gray Sharks things. So seeing those together made me think back to the early days of when I started playing. Not, I never played, but I mean, you know, just hanging yeah. out, playing mini sticks out in the rink and stuff. And it was fun. Oh yeah. And those jerseys, yeah. those jerseys really make me like they bring me back to the Owen Nolan days when Owen Nolan played for the San Jose Sharks. Those are some pretty sweet jerseys, man. But his, really, his player was Danny Heatley. Ooh, fifty and 07, Danny Heatley. Yeah, he's a, he, that that guy is a beauty, man. That guy, Danny Heatley, is a beauty. True that. I might have to go and uh, crack in the old YouTube and follow Danny. Follow not Danny Heatley on Twitter. That not 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 to give any plugs, but follow not Danny Heatley on Twitter. You'll have the the most fun time, and you you want to learn the the lingo. Not Danny Heatley will end up giving you everything you need to know about hockey. But this this year, like this this comment is exactly what I thought when I saw those Lightning jerseys come out. I was like, okay, Lightning jerseys are cool, but then they're like, oh wait, hey, what gloves are we going with, guys? We didn't order any gloves. Like we didn't we didn't think about this. So they're like, okay, now we got some leftovers in the back. Let's just. Let's just throw these on there. Terrible, terrible, ter- terrible, terrible, terrible. <laughs> before, before, before we uh, end the show for the audio people and jump into the comments for the final countdown, I would like to give Vinny a congratulations. 
I'm proud of you. What I do. It took you, we did a hockey show and it took you an entire hour before you said something hateful about the Tampa Bay Lightning. That, that might be a new record for you. That might be a new record for you. <laughs> you are really killing the vibe. <laughs> but, ladies and gentlemen, we are headed to the final countdown. This is where we get into the comments with all of our friends and family and everyone in there. So if you have anything you want to talk about, whether it be hockey, whether it be football, whether it be basketball, whether it be tennis, whether it be soccer, whether it be what you had for breakfast, whether it be the new cosmetic coming out, I don't care anything. We're going to stay behind with you guys, talk about these comments, jump in and make a, make jokes, whatever you guys want to do. The final countdown is so much fun. We're going to get into it. But first, Vinay, would you do me a favor? I can do you a Would favor. you tell these wonderful people where they can find the Rough Cut Sportscast? You beautiful people in the chat, make sure you follow the Rough Cut Sport at Rough Cut underscore sports on Twitter at Rough Cut Sports on Facebook, and on the gram at the Rough Cut Sports cast. Make sure you head over to all of our socials and drop that like, drop that share, smash that share button. And you know what? Go ahead and subscribe, okay? We're on YouTube as well. And you tell your mama, tell your dad, tell your brother, tell your sister, tell your cousin, all of them. Tell them. Tell everybody. I love it. And, of course, as always, this show is brought to you by Halftime Sports Collectibles, your number one place to get sports memorabilia and possibly for free like this super bowl giveaway that we are doing ladies gentlemen anyone in the chat right now um well you know in like five to ten minutes when we're doing the final countdown find this post on the rough cut sportscast like it follow the page share it and in the comments tag three people I don't care if they're your friends. I don't care if they're your family. I don't care if they're strangers. I don't care if it's the girl you've been looking at at the cubicle across from you at work. I don't care who it is. <laughs> Tag three people. Then go to Halftime Sports Collectibles. Do the same thing. Like it. Follow it. Share it. Tag three people. And you will have a chance to win an autographed cleat from two-time Super Bowl champion Brandon Jacobs. And if you do it on all of the social media platforms – your entry triples. Today's the last day. We are announcing the winner on the show tomorrow. So do it tonight. Do it tonight. Dylan Kearns, wonderful, wonderful time. Always having you on the show. You are a fantastic friend of the show. Any last words? Nothing much. Uh, if you want to stay tuned, I broke down the Rangers, Islanders, and Blackhawks on my latest episode of the Big City Sports Podcast. Uh, check that out everywhere. It's Big City Sports Podcast everywhere, I believe. Um, but outside of that, not really. It was a pleasure coming on, getting a little heated with Vinny. That's always fun, and talking hockey with you guys. Yeah, it's what I yeah, do. Yeah, for sure. Big City Sports Podcast. Follow it. Do it. This man. I mean, how could you not want to listen to that voice all hours of the day? That that might Dylan, Dylan, your voice may be my future white noise. If I need to fall asleep, it may just be the Dylan voice. That's racist. Soothing me to sleep. Okay. <laughs> Different type of white noise, sir. That's sexist. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Vinny, besides all the things you just said, any other final words? Ah, uh, thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure that everyone in the chat, you stick around. We're It's going to look like we're ending the show, 
but we're not. You beautiful people in the chat, stick around. Enjoy the final countdown. Beth just sent me some Corey Crawford saves, so I guess I'll just Good. dive into that during the final countdown, and we'll talk about it. But no, that's that's it, man. That's it. You were a great host today, well, Adrian. I tried. I tried a little bit. I I, I still got a ways to go to get to you. If I'm being honest, you got another I, test. You, know. you got another test when you when you say your final monologue. Oh well, then yeah. in that case. Let's take this monologue over to the final countdown. Audio people, mm, 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 mm. you could be anywhere in the world and you chose not to be here with us. Stupid. <laughs> We're out, audio people. Come join us in the chat next time for all these other wonderful people who are going to have the final countdown. But until then. Adios, turd nuggets. We shall see you tomorrow.